Hey podcast listeners, let's talk about communication. Whether you have a difficult time expressing how you feel or the words roll right off your tongue, Pastor Mike Signorelli has a word for you today that will improve all of your relationships. Enjoy this week's sermon and I'll see you on the other side. How's everyone doing today? Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Pastor Mike, your lead pastor. Some of you, it's a virtual lead pastor, physical, whatever, but God has drawn you to this place. And uh, I want you to drop a comment right now. Let us know where you're watching from. Represent your hometown, represent your city. Uh, Say hello to the team members that we have in the chat right now. Uh, Man, such a powerful worship experience today. And it's been so amazing, but I want you to, to learn with me today. I'm gonna take you on a journey through scripture. And so uh, as you're commenting, as you're chatting, as you're telling me where you're located around the world, as a matter of fact, if you have a watch party going on, take a picture of you and the crew together and tag us on Instagram, drop it in the comments on Facebook. And uh, we love to see all the places that are represented. It's just so cool. Uh, You know, at the beginning of this pandemic, we had said that we're gonna go from a three location physical church to over a thousand locations digitally. my heart has personally been blessed to see watch parties popping up all across Latin America, like multiple Latin American countries, whether it's the Dominican Republic or whether, come on, shout out Jackie and the crew, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, who, what's her name in Ecuador? What? Azarel, did I say it right if you're watching right now? And so we just wanna encourage you, like there, there are watch parties. So if you're like, man, I've got a couple of friends and we feel like V1 Church is home, get them together um, and fill up your home or your apartment or some space and watch it together. Okay, so we're gonna jump in. This is the grand finale of Insignificant Others. Um, here's what you've learned this month. Number one, that first week you learn why people lie, why you lie, why I lie, why all of us struggle with lying and how to get free through the truth. The second week we learned about loyalty. So what, what does it mean to like really commit and why do people abandon? You know, why, why do we go through that? You know, last week we learned about respect and how to say no. And I'm believing for so many testimonies through that. And then this is the last one. We're talking about communication. Now, I want you to start with this. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. Most people do not have a communication problem. They have a listening problem. It's gonna be like that. It's gonna be like that. Most people know how to communicate very well. I mean, you're super articulate. You have a great vocabulary. Um, You're able to text with and type with emojis. Some of you are bilingual, trilingual. You have virtually zero problems communicating. Your problem is listening. Our problem is listening. Here's another way you know you've got a problem listening. If someone's talking and the entire time they're talking, you're waiting for a break so that you can respond, you are listening to respond. You're not listening to understand. And so as we talk about relationship building, we've got to become better communicators. I want you to write this scripture down. In Proverbs chapter 13, verse 17, it says it like this. An unreliable messenger stumbles into trouble. So if you're asking yourself, how am I gonna get in trouble, Pastor Mike, in my marriage? How am I gonna get in trouble in ministry? If you are an unreliable messenger, you're gonna find yourself in trouble. Unreliable just means what? Inconsistent. Sometimes you're a good listener, sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're distracted and sometimes you're locked in. And so if you are an unreliable messenger, you will be stumbling into trouble all the time. But a reliable messenger, listen to this, we need this so desperately in our world. I'm gonna say it like this, but a reliable messenger brings healing, brings healing 
brings healing. You know, I've been in a lot of meetings where they've said, it's funny because the last time I was in a meeting with a pastor at another church, it wounded me. And this time I'm in a meeting with another pastor and it healed me. Well, the difference is you have unreliable messenger and reliable messenger. Some women get remarried and they say, man, it's funny because my first marriage was to a man in the context of marriage, but I was always getting in trouble, always fighting, always bickering. But now I'm married again. And it's the same covenantial relationship. Some of, uh, some of them still live in the same house, but the difference is those conversations bring healing, healing. So we've got to learn how to be good communicators. James chapter one, verse 19 says this, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all, A-L-L, yes, this means you, means me, means a person sitting on the couch next to you right now. You must all be quick to listen, quick to listen. So that's like your first agenda is like, okay, how can I pause my life and listen right now in the context of this, this communication? Slow to speak and slow to get angry and slow to get angry. Another scripture says anger, but sin not. How many of you know that anger is a normal emotion? Matter of fact, God gives us the capacity to experience anger. It just says, be slow to anger. Be slow to anger. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 28 says this, the heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. I'll put it like this. Let me bring it into a modern translation. The heart of the godly thinks very carefully before typing. <laughs> thinks very carefully. I have erased more messages than I have sent after I've became a godly man. I've, I've actually edited more messages than I sent because I, I, as I increased in my godliness, I decreased in how quickly I speak. And so what God wants you to do, I, I've learned this as a husband. I used, to, I used to always respond quickly to Julie and articulately. How many of you feel like you write your best speeches in the middle of an argument? I mean, it's like the angrier I get, the more eloquent. I'm like, that was phenomenal. You know, I, I mean, like, it's like Chef Ramsay becomes more articulate the angrier he gets. And I feel like if you're anything like me, if you're alive, if you have a pulse right now, you know what I'm talking about. As a matter of fact, and I want you to write this down. This, this today is the title of this message, Express or Explode. <laughs> Express or Explode. Imagine you're in a, a pool and you have a, a, a totally inflated beach ball and you try with all of your strength to submerge it completely underwater. You may be able to force that beach ball down below the water for a duration of time, but sooner or later it's gonna wear you out because you are defying the laws of nature. It's filled with air and it doesn't want to stay under the water. It resists being submerged. Our feelings and our emotions are very much like that hot air balloon. Some of you are full of hot air right now. Um, and, and so you can, you got a choice. You can express or you can explode. Express or explode. I, I feel the conviction rolling in the chat right now. Um, some of you know. And, and listen, when you, go back to, when you go back to Numbers chapter 11, you see Moses. As a matter of fact, this depiction that we have of Moses that's given in the book of Numbers says that he was the most meek leader. 
In other words, there was a meekness about Moses. Moses was kind of a reserved person. We know that he even had a, tr a little bit of trouble expressing himself. When he, he said, God, I really don't wanna go and talk in front of Pharaoh and all the dignitaries. You know that I have a stammering tongue. And so I believe that it was more than just a stuttering problem. I actually believe that there was a meekness about him. But meekness is not weakness. And see, there's some people that have a difficulty expressing themselves, and they, and, but they can if they're asked to do it. And so what God would require of all of us is to build the type of relationship of communication where you can express instead of explode. Because even, man, I've been around people that are totally meek, but meek people are also susceptible to explosions as well. And in, in Numbers chapter 11, you have Moses, you see he starts to become unhinged. He's so faithful to what God called him to do. He's so faithful to lead God's people. And, and, yet, and yet God on several occasions gets Moses back, but there are some times where Moses is like, God, if it's gonna be like this, and he just starts to explode. He starts to explode. You know, when you think about communication, it comes out in many different forms. My wife, now let me just, I'm just gonna out myself right now. My wife is not one of those long philosophical, deep conversations type of communicators. Now for me, I'm emo and that's what I want and desire more than anything. To me, that is like the apex of all physical attraction between a hum two human beings is the meeting of their minds. And just the idea of getting in the car and driving long dri with some music in the background and just, man, I guess I'm the only one. But, but I was like one of those weird guys who's like, yeah, we connect physically, but, but do we connect mentally? <laughs> and so Julie faked me out because when Julie and I were dating, it was like she acted like she was one of those people because really she wanted to be in a relationship with me. And so we would talk and we would, and she like kind of put on a front. But then what I've come to learn is that my wife really has no desire. Like matter of fact, by the time I show up after a long day of work, whatever, she just, this in her love language, her form of communication is she just wants to like be held, physically be held and that's it. And that to her communicates love. And so for years, I'd be like saying, you just don't get me, we don't connect. And then my thing is like, I've grown into a physically affectionate person, but in my family, that was just not a thing. And so Julie would say, well, I don't feel like we're connecting because uh, he never hugs me or holds me. And so communication comes in many different forms. And when you're thinking about what the Bible says about communication, you can express or you can explode. And so what I've had to learn is to express a physical embrace because if I didn't do that, and this is so bad, I'm just, Julie, if you're watching right now, please forgive me for airing all of your dirty laundry. Um, but my wife would start to explode in anger on me. And I would always be like, I don't understand. Why is the dishes an issue now? Why is the garbage an issue now? Like it's not adding up. Why is it okay for our house to be a total wreck on Monday, but not on Tuesday? But then what we found was that Julie's uh, love tank emotionally was running empty because I was not expressing any physical affection. And so she was exploding on a verbal level, but the solution was on a physical embrace level. And so 
did the same thing was happening. And then I did the, the, that same concept in reverse. So what would happen was I needed to, I'm one of those people, I don't know if you're anything like me, the more I talk, the more I understand how I feel. The more I talk, I, I suddenly am like, oh yeah, that's exactly how I think about it now. And I feel sorry for all the employees I've had over the years because I have to talk to them to help myself. And they're like, when are we gonna get to work? And I'm like, I'm working right now. <laughs> By talking your ear off and helping me understand what I think. That's the way I'm wired. And so if I wasn't able to have that with Julie, I would see if I couldn't connect with her on a linguistic level and a mental level and an emotional level, I would respond with physical anger. And so we, I'm telling you, I married my opposite. Opposites do attract and then they repel. <laughs> and so when we were learning how to be us, and I'm telling you, if you're watching this right now and you're romanticizing that day you finally get married, I'm, you're just trading problems because <laughs> it's work, it's work. Um, but, but I'm telling you, we finally got to the place where I realized, oh, if I don't get emotional love, then I respond with physical anger. And if Julie doesn't get physical love, then she responds with emotional anger. And we finally learned somewhat how to do this thing. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 28. I want you to hear it again. The heart of the godly thinks carefully. What are you thinking about when you're thinking carefully? You're thinking, do I break another dish or do I give my wife a hug? <laughs> you know the solution. Do I lash out at Mike and go off on him? Or do I engage with him on an intellectual level and, and help him uh, understand his feelings? And, we, and you think carefully before you speak. The mouth of the wicked overflows with evil words. I wanna say this again, an unreliable messenger. So now did I redefine it for you? How are you a messenger? Just with your words? No, also with your actions. As a communicator right now, I'm communicating with more than just my mouth. I'm communicating with my hands. An open-handed gesture makes you feel more comfortable. It's like this, welcome. Welcome into the embrace, welcome this. A, a, a backhanded gesture is closed. And so your physical body, when you stand big like this, it's a dominating, uh, domineering position. Or you can, I could do the whole, sermon like this. Yeah, the Lord. And you'd be like, he's not too confident right now in his presentation. Yeah. Um, I think what God's trying to say to you is this. And so you're communicating on all these different levels and, 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 and my body betrays me because I sweat and I promise it's not nerves, but you, you're communicating on many different levels. You know, how you dress communicates something. It, it's, it's saying something, everything is a text, everything is a statement, everything is communication. And so what we have to do is become reliable because a reliable messenger heals. A reliable messenger heals. And what the world needs so much is the healing of reliable messengers. People who told you they were your spiritual father but stopped showing up in your life, they wounded you. Pastors who said they're always gonna be in it and we're gonna build this thing, but then because of an infidelity or misappropriation of finances, they were an unreliable messenger. There were wounds that happened. You know, somebody who told you, I'll never leave you, and they said their vows to you till death do us part, but really it's just, it was a whole stack of bills that did us part. It was the, the stress of raising a family in the 21st century that did us part, you know, unreliable messengers, unreliable messengers. You have the choice. Do you express or do you explode? 
You know, it was actually in marriage counseling with Julie and it was actually after everything uh, was totally broken that I got comfortable enough to start really expressing some things. But you're watching this message right now because you don't have to wait for things to get so bad that you finally get comfortable expressing yourself. One of the biggest things that I coach leaders through all the time is having the hard conversations. I tell them, you've got to go back to this person and you've got to say this thing and you've got to work it out. And they're like, I knew you were going to say that. I don't want to do that. If you're watching this right now and you're involved in leadership in V1, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because what happens is we avoid the hard conversations. We avoid the hard conversations because we are afraid of what people are gonna think. We're afraid of being rejected. We're people pleasers, all of us at the core of our heart because we wanna be accepted. We wanna be received. And so when we think about having the hard conversations, when we think about having the vulnerable conversations, we think about what if they don't receive me? You know, it's the biggest deterrent to fulfilling your destiny is thinking about the opinions of people. The thing that will block your destiny more than anything else is what are the people gonna think? You know, it's like I preach every single week, multiple times a week in the same broadcast and the same chat. You'll have someone saying, I'm weeping and the Lord's speaking to me. And this is one of the most profound messages I've ever heard. And someone else said, I don't get it. I don't even like this guy. Who's right? And so it's like, if you're gonna live your life in response to people's criticisms, you're gonna cancel your destiny. And so there's something about me being, being free enough to say, Julie, I know this doesn't make sense to you. I know that we live in a culture where men are obsessed with sex, but I really need to connect with you on a mental level. Sometimes we're, we don't even feel free enough to say what we really want because we're afraid of how people are gonna judge it. There's pastors who don't preach what God really gave them because they're afraid of how the people are gonna judge it. There's, there's, there's so many people who are afraid to have the crucial conversations. And, and it's like, I remember saying like, this is gonna sound really weird to tell my wife, like actually sex is amazing, but what I really need is to connect with you on a mental level and that's not happening. And my wife's saying, hey, sex is amazing, but I actually need a hug too. And I, and I know that sounds crazy, but there's this level of vulnerability and we often don't wanna have the crucial conversations. We don't wanna have the crucial conversations. We live in a society, and if you're watching around the world right now, this happens in every country on the planet where we have elevated IQ above EQ. And he, let me talk to that for a second. We got real good at helping kids pass tests and we got really good on working on their IQ, but we haven't taught people emotional quotient, their EQ. We haven't taught people how to talk. We, we, we have, and listen, this is what I'm saying. We've gotten so good at speaking. We have a whole class called speech. We have no classes called listen. <laughs> it's like, like, cause listening is a skill in and of itself. And see, and listening means, okay, I'm gonna listen. Like, here's the thing, as I've grown in my listening, I've begun to see how, how well people are loving me. I'm gonna say that a little bit slower. A lot of times, I, I, I used to say all the time, nobody cares about me, I'm all alone, nobody loves me, until I started getting better at listening to love. And I said, when that person brought me a cup of coffee, they were showing me love. I just didn't interpret that way because I, I only had one lane that love ran in, but love runs in many lanes. Somebody would come up to me and they'd put their hand on my back and just be present with me in a moment of physical touch and, and then they'd walk away. And because they didn't say a lot of words, 
I, I would make the mistake of saying they don't really love me, but they were showing me love. And, and I think that even in the midst of your life right now, it'd be really easy to be like, nobody cares about me, nobody's there for me, my spouse doesn't love me. I remember all the time I would tell my own wife, because to me, she was an insignificant other. She just became a roommate. And I'd say, you don't understand, Julie, I'm paying all the bills, I'm going to work every day. And I would list every single thing that I did for her and say, why don't you still feel loved? because my love was running in all those lanes. But see, the one thing that, that she needed the most was just a physical embrace. And it was actually easier than giving her all the reasons why I was showing her love than to actually show her the, lo the love the way she needed it the most. And you've got, to, you've got to make a decision. Are you going to express or are you gonna explode? You know, sometimes the thing that we need the most is permission. And this is God giving you permission right now. It's funny because on TikTok, there's a viral trend right now where, where people are actually um, kissing their best friend. And it's like a viral trend and because people are saying, I've wanted to express this feeling and it's express or explode. Like I can't, I've just gotta put myself out there. I've gotta put my love out on the line. I've gotta put my love out on the line and it's a viral trend right now. And I think that if you've been going through this series for the last several weeks and you've been learning, there's, there's this express or explode. There's this allow God to love you in all the ways that he wants to love you because love runs in many lanes. And it's not always gonna be how you want it or how you think it should happen. But I wanna create a powerful moment because I believe that God wants to help fine tune. Nothing improves someone's hearing like the sound of praise. Nothing improves someone's hearing like the sound of praise. If you feel like someone's not listening to you, start praising them, they'll start listening. And so what God wants to do, oftentimes we are our own worst critic. And you know, in some of the arguments that I've had with my significant other, my, my wife, my boo kitty, some of the arguments that I've had is that just one thing that I've tried to help my, my wife with spoke to her inner critic and said, wow, this is confirmation. I'm not a good mom after all. I've always been beating myself up. Or Julie's come to me and said one thing about me and it spoke to my own inner critic. But if you wanna change someone's hearing, if you wanna refine their hearing, if you wanna alert them to another sound, try praise instead of criticism. There's so many people that say, I, I just stopped watching the live stream. I stopped showing up to the, to, to the broadcast. I stopped showing up to the watch party. I stopped showing up to church. I stopped showing up to my connect group because I just, you know, I drink too much or I smoke too much or I, I, I watch something I shouldn't have watched and they allow themselves to exempt themselves. But I believe that there's these moments where you said, wait a second, you've gotten so good at talking to God. You've gotten so good at talking to other people and you're not a good enough listener to know that he's still drawing you into his loving kindness. He's still drawing you into his arms. Matter of fact, you're saying you're disqualified. And if you were really listening in these moments, you would hear the voice of the Holy Spirit saying, I'm proud of you. I can't tell you how many men that I've completely leveled in closed door meetings because I looked them in their eyes and affirmed I affirm their identity by saying, I'm proud of you. 
And they say, well, what do you mean? I just yelled at my wife. I, I just flipped over the table. I just threw some, and I said, I'm proud of you because yeah, that's wrong. We're gonna deal with that, but you still haven't left and you still haven't stopped trying. See, Moses was this meek leader trying to bear the burden of leading Israel through a chapter of their history that no other leader had ever done before. There's gonna be some times, just like the book of Numbers, where you don't have a template for where you are at right now. There's gonna be a time where God draws you out into a chapter of your life that you can't even reference anyone else's story to know how to walk it out. You know, there's seven billion people on the planet and it's seven billion stories and we glean from scripture and we glean from other people's testimonies, but only you can walk out your journey. And so with these insignificant others, these insignificant others, if you'll learn to listen to God, you'll learn that love runs in many lanes and you'll learn how to love people better. You'll learn how to receive love from people and interpret love in the many different ways. God right now wants to do something and, and I wanna get out of the way. I wanna facilitate a moment. I, you probably feel it stirring in your heart right now. You know, I've done this a couple of times on broadcasts and it's been one of the most powerful moments and what I do is facilitate listening. Here's what happens. Most of our experiences in life, we put ourselves under the spotlight. Even when we're listening to someone else, we're just saying, well, I can't wait to respond. Or here's what I think about, I can't wait to give my opinion. But see, when you become a true listener, you shift the spotlight on the other person and you allow them to be the MVP and the all-star and the only focal point. You shift it and then you start listening to learn. You start listening to understand instead of listening to respond. And a lot of times we're like, but God, okay, I get it. And this is our prayer life. Our prayer life is God, here's what I need. Here's how I need it. Here's when I need it by, in Jesus' name, amen. But see, if you start praying, you know, I, I thought about this the other day. The disciples asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. And he said, okay, you ready? Our Father who art in heaven, how the, and he, he went through it. It took like minutes. But see, it was probably a weird experience for them because they're like, wait a second. But Jesus wakes up before daybreak every day and prays for hours. But when we asked him how to pray, it only took him 60 seconds to get through all the words. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. And then, he, and then that's it. I don't understand. What is he doing for the other two and a half hours? And then the profound revelation is released. Could it have been? that Jesus spent the first couple minutes speaking and then the last couple hours listening. And then he came up from his listening space and said, now I can do the will of the Father. Right now, we're gonna do a listening exercise. And I want you to do this. Yeah, maybe your kids are wilding out in the other room. I know this is the time where the enemy just starts cueing all the distractions, like the, or, the band orchestra director of our lives, but you need to intentionally push all that aside. Turn up the television, turn up the phone, turn up the tablet, and just make a space to listen because you are about to have a transformational experience listening. The, the other times I've done this exercise, what's happened is I've even said people 
I want you to write in the comments what you hear God speaking to you and even use your native language. And there's been these Scandinavian languages and I've hit the translate button and it said, daughter, I love you and I'm proud of you. And all these incredible messages. So whatever your native language is, we're gonna take some moments right now and we are gonna listen to end this series, Insignificant Others, because what happens is God will take what's insignificant and make it significant. I, when the first time I ever saw my wife, I was, in, I was performing on stage in a rock band and I looked out into the crowd and amongst all those people, I saw this curly-headed girl and I said, that woman, I'm going after her. Everybody was insignificant. And then I said, man, but she's significant to me. And see what happens is when you learn how to listen, Jesus was walking through the crowds and this woman touched the hem of his garment and said, there's all these insignificant others all around me, but someone has touched me. And, they, and the disciples said, but, but many people have touched you. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the insignificant gestures of strangers. I'm talking about the significance. Only one person by Jesus was called a daughter. <laughs> and it was the significant woman who touched him in the midst of a whole bunch of insignificant. See, even services like this, people tune in, they watch for a few moments and they tune out. They touch the broadcast with their phone. They touch it with their finger and then they, but there's somebody else who's watching right now who's saying, no, I'm not insignificant. I'm not like another metric on a social media platform. I'm not just another view count on the view counter. I'm a significant person. I'm a daughter. I'm a son and I'm touching him now in this moment. I need to make a withdrawal of the anointing and the virtue and the healing power of Jesus. And so if you're one of those people, I want you right now, right now, to just take the next minute in complete silence and listen. And I believe that one minute in God's presence is a millennia of vacations, a millennia of healing. Just one minute. Are you ready? Take this moment. And then I want to see in the comments every single thing that God is speaking to you. And so I'm gonna stop preaching and allow the Holy Spirit to start preaching directly to you now, right now. Come on, what is he saying? What is he saying? What if the most profound message that you receive today, you receive directly through the Holy Spirit? I wanna see in the comments. I wanna pray for you right now though. 
as God's continuing to speak to you. And we're gonna sing. And I want you to stay in this atmosphere. I want you to stay in this moment right now because He's loving you. He's loving on you. Some of you are feeling His physical embrace. Some of you are still hearing. When we say hear, it's not always an audible voice. Oftentimes it's just an impression in the stillness of our soul. So let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I just pray right now that we would continue to hear your voice. Hear your voice. You said in Proverbs 13, chapter 17, that a reliable messenger brings healing. And Father, you are reliable. Every day you make your mercies new. You are reliable. God, you will never fail us. You said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you even into the ends. And so Father, I thank you right now that you are speaking. You are speaking. We are significant in your sight. We are significant to you. And Father, I thank you right now for your voice in our life and your love in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. That was such a great message. To hear more messages from Pastor Mike, make sure to subscribe and check out the V1 Church YouTube or Facebook pages or go to www.v1.church. See you next week.